I'm Carletta Joy Walker, and I'm here today with Sapphire, and uh, we're going to be talking about Push, which is her first novel, and it's out now. It's uh, published by Knopf, and also simultaneously available is a Random House audio book that's read by Sapphire, which is a very special treat. This is a, just a wonderful, wonderful book. Um, it made me laugh and cry and at the same time and at different times. Different words came to me. The first thing that came to me was a way out of no way, and uh, that which is a, a mir miraculous thing to have. The book is about uh, a little girl, and, uh, and she's a teenager, but she has a very little girl feel. Her name is Precious, uh, Clarice Precious Jones. You, you spend, uh, we spend a short amount of time with her, but it's her whole life, and it's just wonderful. So first, I'd just like to thank you for doing the book. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, thank you, and touch, touch the ground and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, push, the title of the book, which is, is just direct and simple. It's a tiny word, and it's, it's, it's a huge thing, push. Could you just talk about that? I chose the word push uh, because it was the theme of the book. The book is about a young African-American girl pushing forward and, and moving forward in her life. And also, uh, push to me is, uh, I think, one thing um, women are seen as and or they, or they tell us to be seen as very passive and laid back. And I was thinking about the primal energy of giving birth, yeah. of pushing forward, the aggressive, assertive nature of pushing something out of your body uh, that is alive and that will perpetuate the species that we have all been uh, pushed forward and uh, out of a, a woman's body and that uh, some, many of us will go forward and also push someone else out of our body in this process called birth. So that was the uh, primal uh, uh, assertive aggressive energy of the child and of, uh, of the female That's nice. of our species. <laughs> right. Push. I was left back when I was 12 because I had a baby for my father. That was in 1982. I was out of school for a year. This is going to be my second baby. My daughter got Down syndrome. She's retarded. I had got left back in the second grade, too, when I was seven because I couldn't read and I still peed on myself. I should be in the 11th grade, getting ready to go into the 12th grade so I could go on and graduate, but I'm not. I'm in the 9th grade. My name is Clarice Precious Jones. I don't know why I'm telling you that. Guess because I don't know how far I'm going to go with this story or whether I'm going to start from the beginning or from right here or two weeks from now. Two weeks from now? Sure. You can do anything when you're talking or writing. It's not like living when you can only do what you're doing. Some people tell a story and it don't make no sense or be true. But I'm going to try to make sense and tell the truth, else what's the fucking use? Ain't enough lies and shit out there already? So, okay, it's Thursday. September 23, 1986, and I'm walking down the hall. I look good, smell good, fresh, clean, it's hot. Indian summer, Mr. Precious, Clarice Precious Jones. No, uh, she's someone, um, as you said, she's African-American. Uh, she's in Harlem, in central Harlem. Mm -hmm. And she's someone who, by virtue of her race, her sex, uh, her victimization, is usually talked about or mm -hmm. she's talked to. Um, it's unusual that she gets a voice, her own voice. Uh, can you talk about what it what it was involved in allowing the the voice of Precious to 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 get born? 
Well, one of the, the main things, I think, in allowing the voice of Precious to come through was, was telling everyone else in the novel to shut up and let, <laughs> let Precious speak. I mean, the mother and the father and the teacher, all these people could be very compelling characters, but I knew that we'd already heard the mother's story. We'd already heard the father's story. Uh, we'd already heard, you know, the um, so-called so middle-class teacher in, you know, there's a book out actually called Middle Class Teacher in Harlem about some teacher coming up and aghast at what she sees and everything. So we'd heard all the voices, you know, the, the professionals who deal with Precious. We'd heard about the, uh, you know, the beleaguered um, uh, drug-addicted fathers and the, uh, the tra trapped mothers and all of that. But who I hadn't heard from was the, uh, the child. So my first uh, act uh, was to put the, much of the book in first person and turn it over to Precious and just let her speak. Okay. And and that's pretty that's pretty much the force and the uh, the momentum of the book is her voice. As a kind of continuation to that, the the writing was I just found it beautiful, and I also found it it was challenging in a way. And I started to realize in the beginning, Precious is is basically illiterate, mm -hmm. and she gains literacy in throughout the book. Um, she's not also she's 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 actually um, not literate, but emotionally there's a place where she's gaining literacy throughout mm -hmm, the book too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as I was reading it, obviously in the beginning, even though it's in from the eye point of view, it couldn't be as 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 illiterate as she is because you couldn't write a book. Exactly. But the prose actually grows with the book. It, it's so. What's the what was the task involved in that? It was total entry into my character. It was it was it was becoming her. It was living and breathing her and 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 staying with her day by day and watching her grow and watching her language change and watching her read and and just watching her her brain cells accumulate information, watching her change from um a totally um a person who can who only gets information from her environment by seeing and hearing, you know, uh, to, to watch her be able to enter into new worlds and and have print the medium of print of of literature come into her life and watch how this changes her. In the book, uh, we watch her become a reader. Mm -hmm. You know, by the end of the book, she's recommending to us what we should read. You know, <laughs> yeah. she tells us you should read this and you should check this out. Uh, her her vision uh, expands as she gets more knowledge for herself. She's able to to grow and become, uh, you know, a, a a reader. She she steps uh, from uh, the um, her class status while she still has the same uh, amount of money and stuff, she becomes, she steps out from the underclass and becomes uh, another part of America, uh, a more functional part of America, right. a more proud and a, and a more, uh, a, more func a more participatory uh, citizen because she has learned to read. Yeah. Um, I think the part in the book for me, when she starts reciting ABCs, mm -hmm. and and the ABCs, be, the the ABCs become a mantra throughout, mm -hmm. throughout the book, mm -hmm. and uh, it it's to me somebody learning to read is is exciting. Mm -hmm. um, there's a place where I think in in my life that there's a place where you think you know how to read and you read all this stuff and it feels depressing, mm -hmm. and but that's a choice to mm -hmm. not do that. And, mm -hmm. and there's also the understanding of someone not having that, the importance of them having that, mm -hmm. and her learning to read 
and when she starts reciting those ABCs, like I said, th- that part really made me cry. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, you said, you you really went merged with her. Did mm-hmm. that come from her, or what was? Wh- where did you where did you get to just like start having her have that as her mantra? Well, I I think with um, any student, you know, some students take things seriously and some students don't. So there's a point in the uh, in the novel where Precious doesn't know what is important in learning language and what is unimportant. But there's a part where in the very beginning, her first day of class, where the teacher assesses people's reading levels and they talk about, uh, you know, what they will do. And the teacher introduces to them the idea of that they'll be working in journals and stuff like that. And they also learn the alphabet. So the teacher tells Precious that these 26 letters make up all the words in our in our language. Now, she doesn't totally comprehend that, you know. I mean, a lot of people don't comprehend that that yeah. the alf- that everything, all these words that are, you know, the biggest word is made of these same twenty six letters, and but somehow she grasps the importance of it, even though she doesn't totally understand it, and she takes it to her heart, and she begins to see education or learning this alphabet and the words that it it can represent as uh, the force that will liberate her. So she has, she uh, fixes, she uh, attaches to this uh, learning the alphabet and learning how to read with uh, the ferocious uh, zeal that she does because she sees it as something that can liberate her and save her. Mm-hmm. And in the process, she starts to love language for itself, but she, it is first held up to her as the thing that can free her, and mm-hmm. she wants to be free. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. Um, to... to just switch gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, her one of the people she holds uh, precious to her is Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like some he's like you know somebody she has. It represents something outside of what she's stuck in. Mm-hmm. And in the book, she grows to add people that she holds. Mm-hmm. She learns Harriet Tubman. She adds Alice Walker. Uh, you said by the end of the book, she's you know, giving you suggestions to read. And there's a, you handle that in a way that it's, um, this debate is going on all the time around, you know, political, you know, who we can, who we can have as a hero or who we can't. Mm-hmm. And what is not in the debate is, is what you, what you're dealing with to survive and what you know. She, mm-hmm. That's what she mm-hmm. had. Uh, you, so you, she's you, had you a know. chance to watch television, right? to observe her mother and father's behavior, and to sit in a school classroom and basically be ignored. Now she's she's a, a young girl. She's heterosexual. She needs a positive male role model. Her father can't be one for her because he's abusing her. There's not that many people in her community so she's while she's walking down 125th Street she sees a video of Farrakhan and uh, with her kind of uh, need. You know Farrakhan in the video is talking about the black family and how people have been hurt and stuff and uh, she sees him as a as a positive role model. Now she doesn't have the intellectual tools to analyze what he's sa- what he's saying. She has no means of finding out whether what he's saying is true. She has no means of of uh, she she doesn't she doesn't under work homophobia, anti-Semitism, uh, classism. All th- those are just nothing words to her. You know what I mean? She doesn't. She cannot deconstruct what he's saying, so she takes it in wholeheartedly. And it's through the process of um, of education that she's able to let go of that uh, what I feel is a destructive uh, 
um, savior, and she's able to widen her scope and let other new ideas into her life. But that doesn't happen by people making fun of her or saying that she's stupid for for believing in in someone who is held up as a savior, you know, by many. But it happens by her having other experiences in her life. At some point, she notices that a uh, uh, you know, Farrakhan doesn't talk about the things that happen to girls. Right. You know, she notices that. And so then she she's more she starts to be more touched by something like uh, what she's read in The Color Purple by Alice Walker. She she thinks about Harriet Tubman. Uh, she thinks about uh, Langston Hughes. You know, she she finds she finds other other things. Her scope is enlarged, and she by the end of the book, we don't know what path she will choose, but we now know she has a choice. So she has this almost kind of right wing uh, nationalism held up for. She has this um, leftist uh, 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 feminist uh, vision held up by. Uh, by uh, Alice Walker. She has the Harriet Tubman, a vision of her past. Mm -hmm. She's now acquainted with uh, Langston Hughes and uh, Audre Lorde. So there's a lot that she can begin to choose from. She can start to do what we do. We sit down and we read and we figure out who is an adequate leader for us. You know what I mean? No one can just be thrust upon me. I want to know what they believe in. Do they support abortion? Do they support gay rights? Uh, do they support multicultural education? Uh, but all these are all questions that I've, I've learned to ask, you know what I mean? So I no longer need, and I no longer feel powerless in my own life, so I don't need a Messiah or a Savior. So we're, by the end of the book, we look at a precious who doesn't really need to be a savior because she's started to save herself and she can now uh, take the same tools that anybody else has and begin to analyze uh, the, uh, the heroes in her life. And she chooses uh, new heroes in, a, in, in some ways. Yes. Uh, what follows that um, is the relation, her relationship with people who come into her lives mm -hmm. as, t as teachers mm -hmm. or helpers or supporters mm -hmm. in, in some role. And she has a teacher, Blue Rain, which mm -hmm. is, I think is a wonderful name. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, uh, Blue Rain uh, is, is an African-American woman and introduces her as a teacher to many different concepts. And it's interesting to me that that relationship in her life and the one that she has with a social worker mm -hmm. and how you bring out that you're getting information and people want to help you, but what's the cost of the information? Exactly. Um, talk, could exactly. you talk about those characters well, and other support systems? Yeah. What happens with... Um, with Blue Rain is that she is her teacher and that Blue Rain supplies her with, with uh, alternative information. So in addition to teaching her to read and write, uh, Blue Rain at some point counters her homophobia, her, her xenophobia, uh, different ideas. Uh, sometimes Precious goes along with it, sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes she, she rebels, sometimes she's open to learning. But uh, um, Blue Rain's job is to teach her whether she likes her or not, which it, it just turns out that she does like her. Now, the social worker's job is to um, uh, channel her into, uh, to get her off welfare. The social worker is not really interested in whether she learns or whether she gets a GED. Uh, it's nice if she can do all those things, but the social worker's main job is to remove her from receiving public assistance. So the social worker is trying to um, is trying to uh, uh, help her in the social worker's eyes, but it's not really the help that Precious feels she needs. So at the age of um, 16, being able to uh, being unable to read and write, 
and having been abused by both parents, she wants to heal and she wants to learn how to read and write. And she's aware that without learning how to read and write, she can only have the most menial of jobs. And the social worker feels, well, the most menial of jobs is better than being on public assistance. You know, you're 17 years old, you know, you know, get on out and become a home attendant or something like that. There's work that you can do. And Precious, while she wants to work, doesn't want to do anything that would interfere with her reading and writing. So, they, so their objectives are different. So Miss Rain, the educator, wants for Precious what Precious wants for herself. Uh, the, um, uh, the social worker wants for Precious what the government wants for her. Okay. Uh, and so the, there's two different things. Thanks. Um, and there also is the, uh, a clash between uh, Blue Rain's values and Precious when it comes to Precious's children. Yeah, so, so, while, so while Blue Rain is this wonderful teacher and her, he really loves Precious and they get along, uh, uh, Blue Rain comes with a very middle-class value system, and at some point when Precious has her second baby and she's in the hospital, uh, Blue Rain suggest to Precious that she give the child up for adoption. And we can kind of see that the child, as the novel goes on, the child is all Precious really has. She's severed the relationship with her mother. The father dies. There's The grandmother is some type of invisible character who really doesn't exist for her. And she gains self-esteem and she gains a feeling of pride and she, she loves her child. Mm. She loves her child. So the child, instead of being a burden, is something that causes her to get up and fight and study harder and gives meaning to her life. So the child is not the problem. But according to Miss Rain's value system, uh, you know, you've had this child out of, uh, out of marriage. Uh, you're impoverished. Uh, you could qu more quickly become uh, independent and self-sufficient and make start making money if you didn't have this child. So Miss Rain also has a value system that is somewhat at odds with uh, Precious's. Wednesday morning, Joanne back. Say she need a little brush up before she go to GED. Miss Rain say, are you in the right class, Joanne? This is a class to learn reading and writing. This is not a brush up for GED. Joanne look hate at Miss Rain. I like Miss Rain. I see what she doing, I think. Joanne trying to act like she ain't one of us. Miss Rain trying to get her to accept herself for where she at. She ain't no GED girl, least not yet. Miss Rain call roll. Jermaine Hicks, Rhonda Johnson, Precious Jones, Consuelo Montenegro, Joanne Rogers, Rita Romero. Everybody here? Miss Rain asks, who wishes to start? I go to stand up. See, Rita Romero done beat me to my feet. She's slim, not pretty, but got that light skin that stand for something. Miss Rain look me, say, go on, get up, precious. You can recite together. Rita smile half a smile at me. It's real, but only half, cause she don't want to show rot teeth. I look in her eye. She nod, we go together. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Then everybody go except Joanne. Then Miss Rain asked us to get out our journal books. Mama don't give me no money, but I took the change from the food stamps when I was shopping to get one. I got Rhonda's 50 cents too from bottles and cans. This is your journal, Miss Rain say. You're going to write in it for 15 minutes every day. How, I wonder. How, Rhonda say out loud. How are we gonna write for 15 minutes if we can't spell? What we gonna write if we could spell, I wonder. What, Jermaine throw her two cents in. What we gonna write? 
Ms. Rain say, write what's on your mind. Push yourself to see the letters that represent the words you're thinking. She turned to me, asked real fast, Precious, what's on your mind? What was you thinking just then? I go to open my mouth. She say, don't say it, write it. I say, I can't. Don't say that, she say. Do what I say, write what you was thinking. I do. I write L-I-M-G-O-M-I-M. Everybody is trying something. After time up, Miss Rain come to my book, asks me to read what I wrote. I reads, Little Mongo on my mind. Underneath what I wrote, Miss Rain write what I said to her. Then she write, Who is Little Mongo? She read me what she wrote tell me to write my answer to her in the book. I copied Little Mongo's name from where Miss Rain had wrote it. Miss Rain read what I wrote. Little Mongo is my child? She have question in her voice. I say, yes, yes. Miss Rain know Little Mongo is my child because I wrote it in my journal. I am happy to be writing. I am happy to be in school. Now, one of the differences I, I, I know that we talked about um, was that with Miss Rain, though, even though she has that as a point of view, she doesn't stop supporting Precious because Precious disagrees. Mm -hmm. The, the well, social once, worker is... Once Precious disagrees, Miss Rain shuts up. Right. I mean, there's a point where uh, Precious just, you know, uh, they're arguing back and forth, and uh, Miss Rain is saying something about, oh, I think it would be best for you to give up the child. How can you support yourself? And... And at some point, Precious says, don't worry about it. I'm going to do it. Right. And at that point, uh, it becomes, it is now incumbent upon Miss Rain to support Precious in her decision. Okay. To help her become a good mother, as well as to learn to read and write. Which respects her as a human being. Exactly. Which respects her also as an adult. Right. Okay. She's not a slave. She's not a, because she receives welfare or is in a certain position, doesn't mean that decision making should be snatched from her. Which the social worker is in a different position from exactly that. okay yeah that that's uh that 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 was very powerful the scenes with the social worker and realizing the control and also precious's understanding of this control whatever her level is of being able to negotiate it, her being able to read just allows her even more to get more information to negotiate a system that she knows tries to hurt her mm -hmm. so that i found that very very uh, insightful um, also something it's just uh, i think i i laughed cried uh, there, there's a lot of fun in this book. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I, I hope that, you know, people get that. That's why I'll be glad when, you know, that I'm, I'm glad that this interview will be played with a portion of the book because it is it is not a depressing book. No, it's, it's, and it is not a, you know, a, a, a sob story. This is this is a little warrior here. Yeah. And this is, you know, and it's not corny and it's real, you yeah. know. So I really hope that comes across. Oh, know. It, it really does. I mean, Precious is just, I mean, the whole, the book, it just, I mean, their place, like I said, I was literally, literally laughing and crying. And, and I guess a part too that, um, and some of it's difficult, I guess, because there's a lot of, uh, I, 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 I've been studying a lot, a lot of 
stuff around Buddhism, really trying to understand precepts at a, at a real fundamental how you live them level mm-hmm. and trying to do that. And I realized in the book that, you know, like she lives these things that people spend a lot of time trying to get to. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things, she has two children. The first one is not with her. Uh, the child um, was born uh, with uh, a, a Down syndrome. Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And she calls the kid little Mongo. Right. And it's just, I mean, it's <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's funny on, on some level. And it's that kind of funny that's funny because it's so poignant. Mm -hmm. And her relationship, you know, you think about people who struggle and they have this child and you have people who are right to lifers and they claim all this. And then, you know, they find out their little kids Down syndrome, they have the secret abortions, you know, all sorts of things, you know, that go Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And she just, this this little Mongo, she just accepts it. Mm -hmm. It's life. It's Mm -hmm. my child. What is your problem? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and it's just... um, it's powerful. I mean, mm-hmm. it just is so powerful, and it's so spiritual. It's like righteous, you know, mm-hmm. without being preachy, without mm-hmm. having to go study anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just righteous. Mm-hmm. Just what is some of the energy of all of that? Well, I think it, some of the the it, some of the energy of um, Precious was, you know, that I taught for many years, and I encountered people like her. I encountered people who had all the um, odds against them and still move forward in a positive and productive way. You know, one of the, uh, I always think, uh, one of the places, like in a lot in the book, we follow her literally in her footsteps. I mean, she's walking through Harlem, she's walking to school. But one of the places she walks back and forth um, her in her um, travels is uh, she passes by the area where, remember where they found one of the Kennedy children dead from an overdose of yes. heroin? yes. So, you know, he had everything, and he still couldn't, couldn't make it. And here's a child who has nothing, who, according to Newt Gingrich and, and to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know the, the, the guy out at City College, Michael Levin, the yes. uh, anthropologist or whatever, is genetically inferior. Mm-hmm. And Newt Gingrich is saying that we're socially inferior. So here's a person who, in everybody's book, is classified as nothing who somehow humanely deals with a retarded child, uh, who deals with her own child, who deals with her own uh, health issues, and who, who, who keeps coming up uh, uh, fighting, you know what I mean? And I, and I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I think that the, that the tremendous positive energy of her is probably more important than her test scores or her, uh, her uh, yearly income. Uh, but we're a culture who has been taught to judge people by how they look, how much money they make, uh, how how they have fared academically. And I think this book, one of the things we can see while we enter into Precious is that there's much more to a human being than these things that America, this yardstick that America has given us to measure each each other by. We do it to, we not only do it to her, we do it to, to ourselves. Yeah. You know, uh, where'd you go to school? Right. And how'd you do on your GREs? Right. You know, all that kind of stuff. You know, and by the time we get through cutting each other up, you know, no one is really fit to live as, aside from this small little white minority who, who we've been taught, who they've taught us to look at as fit to live. And the rest of us should basically just disappear from the face of the earth. But our precious is not disappearing. And if she has a, a, a message to us, it's for us not to disappear too. So the part of us that can root for her, I think, is, uh, is, is, is allowing, we can start to root for ourselves, you know, and I, and I, I think that she has that to give us, you know. <laughs>